Welcome. It's PlayStation Unchained 152. I am your host, the 27th entrant to the Royal Rumble, Neil Boltz, and and joined today by the man who believes in both justice and Moogles for all, Ben Shidabur Hall. How you doing, Ben? I'm not too bad, thank you. And how are you? I'm, I'm splendid, apart from uh, being... My baby turned heel on me this week and jabbed me in the eye. So, it's, uh... I was just going practicing for the pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-show. <laughs> the pre-pre-show. Uh, the pre-pre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pre-pre. So uh, how are you this fine week anyway, other than that? Than, oh, you know, no. In general. Just, any fun just, things? No, not really. And you? you I oh, saw you my granddad. Yeah, and you had a birthday. So. Yeah, I had a birthday. I turned 30. Yeah. Yay. How how'd that cake turn out in the end? It was amazing. It oh, was, I was amazing. jealous. I was honestly jealous of looking at that cake. Yeah, it just, yeah. Was it like a chocolate orange type one? Was it? Yeah. 10 yeah. quid for the whole thing. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. You two, do, you want, do you want a quick shout out there to that bakery? Oh, uh, yeah. To, to the, bakery. Well, the little um, <laughs> butcher's <laughs> Ramsill Road. Uh, it's a really nice place. It's like a little cake shop at the back. Well, sandwichy shop. And so, yeah, they, if you ask them to order, you know, they, they do stuff to order, which is nice. Uh, but because it's like a butcher's there as well, if you go, if you want like sandwiches and stuff, they use all the fresh meat from the actual farm. Nice. So, yeah, do recommend that place. It's uh, on Ramsdale Road. In Scarborough. In, in Scarborough. In so, yes, yeah, so there you go. It's a, yeah. a, a worthy shout out. Yeah. Cracking looking cake. It was mm. amazing. Yes, and... I also, of course, joined by another person, not Mike Harridance, despite his assurances he would be here this week. He is, <laughs> he is not here this he week. Is, he is he'll be again. here next week. Yes, he's gone <laughs> investigating some plantation, I'm sure, to go and find his missing wife. That's better than my description of what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we discovered Ben has been long confusing the gym with, stripper, <laughs> with a stripper's pole. Um. Yeah. So Ben now knows why the gym hasn't helped him any over the years. It's because he's been going stripping instead. But uh, money's good. Hey Ben. Yeah. I was wondering why everyone complains. Why is the gym so expensive? I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't stop taking money in. I mean, my my laundry bills are high because the oil on my clothes just gets too bad. <laughs> But, you know, it balances it out. It just doesn't cost me that much. No. Yeah. <laughs> small over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they told me you had to spend some money to, you know, get into the gym. So I thought, I thought that was what they meant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but, yes, there there is another familiar face in this crowd. Uh, the man who is so tough, beautiful and complex, he made Miyazaki weep to- tears of joy. It's Gary Bagdasarov. How are you doing? <laughs> Uh, great introduction as always, Neil. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I've had to get creative because it's like, only so many things go with Armenian. Already. <laughs> it's fantastic, man. How are you? Splendid, apart from the the, the eye jamming and the, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's we've just been chatting before the podcast about wrestling, you know, which is Ben went into a coma for for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> course yeah. we like wrestling and we were just discussing takeover and uh all those wonderful things there and i'm sure we'll probably talk a bit about the oral rumble then a bit so if you don't like wrestling um there'll probably be a small interval in this podcast that you can indulge in hey maybe this is the first podcast in a while that i can tell samus to listen to because he loves wrestling there you go He's like, i don't okay. listen to playstation podcast anymore because i don't really listen to consoles aha i've got him this time <laughs> say we talk about all the things here like stripping and gyms and hey do you know that one of my local gyms nearby is called the bj fitness center of course <laughs> and now i see where the confusion lies with these things it's, it's... Uh, and scarborough's reputation in, in yeah. hand right yeah. on that one it's a... <laughs> uh, uh but anyway um we we don't talk much about Square Enix on this podcast and and what they do just every week, but uh, they've had a big announcement this week that everyone thought would be about Kingdom Hearts. But come on, what? they're not going to go talking about Kingdom Hearts. 
you know, not anything new anyway, not an actual sequel because they need another 10 games to explain the gap between 2 and 3. Yeah, they still need to announce Kingdom Hearts 2.8.802 Final Mix. Yeah, and it will happen. It probably <laughs> will at this rate. <laughs> um, of course, the rumour there was that there would be more Marvel stuff in Kingdom Hearts because, you know, Disney owned Marvel. But no, 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 Square are teaming up with Marvel with the help of Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal to make Marvel games. They're starting with an Avengers game, which, despite a trailer that shows the familiar hallmarks of uh, the core Avengers, uh, you know, for Hulk, Captain America, etc., it's like, sounds like it's suggesting a, a new team, a continuation, of a post-Infinity War sort of Avengers team. That you can chop and change from, perhaps. So I, I mean, the, I, thought the, I thought the rumor was like 2019 they were aiming for. Mm, 2018, 2019, which yeah. fits. Like I say, it would be a post the, the Infinity War film, which yeah. could you know potentially kill off or retire some characters, and it would be a reset button the the film universe, and so the, perhaps a game to sort of branch that out. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Gary, your main concern, obviously, with this and more recently with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is that they may be going a bit too far into the film universe rather than you know, taking on the comic book stuff, incorporating things that aren't you know, that Marvel actually own overall rather than just on the silver screen would be nice. Um, X-Men, obviously. And yeah. so, but, I mean... Given it's Crystal Dynamics and I guess Montreal involved here with Avengers game and that it may not be the core Avengers, it, do you think it could be a, an interesting move? Uh, I, I do. I actually am kind of excited for it. Um, I don't think... Uh, I, I think, you know, those characters will appear, like Captain America and the Hulk and all those guys. But it, the title for me, the Reassemble, I believe is what the hashtag was with, mm-hmm. with the trailer. I think it's going to be a kind of a rebuilding of of a team that's lost. Um, I think it's going to introduce the new versions of the characters that they have in the comics now, like um, the yeah. totally awesome Hulk, which I'm not a fan of. Um, and <laughs> and you know Tony Stark is gone now. Uh, he's been replaced by uh, uh, I don't remember her name. It's a 15 year old girl who's taken over him, who's super intelligent. Um, yeah, I don't remember her name. Which oh. with yeah, with with the Iron Man thing, it makes sense. You can have anyone be in the suit really and do that. So I think that that's yeah. one of the more logical ones. I think same with the four, to be honest as well. I I get the changeover on that because it's whoever is worthy and make that in that regard it works. Yeah, so I think it, it'll be more something of that. Um, I personally don't think this game is going to be. A team game, I think, is going to be a one single player game, kind of like the Tomb Raider one was. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be a Black Widow game. Uh, that's my personal. It's either going to be that or it's going to be a Captain Marvel game. Um, I, I'm going to go more for the for the Black Widow because that's what Crystal Dynamics is good at. If you look at Tomb Raider, they're good at the third person female led action games, um, and I think that's what this is going to be. And it's going to be pretty much Black Widow trying to rebuild the Avengers. Um, I mean, that's... Yeah. There. Because I'm if you look at the trailer, all the characters they showed were from the movies, yes, but except for Black Widow. Um, mm. That was the only one they didn't hint at, that something happened to her. So, But then she could be the one assembling a new team, as you say, rather than getting the old gang back together. So it's, Yeah, yeah. And like you said, I think it could lead from the movies with the Infinity War, um, something could happen there and the game will kind of pick up from there with these new heroes that are taking over for the Avengers, mm-hmm. um, which I can easily see them doing for the movies too. Um, obviously the first step would have been Miles Morales for Spider-Man, but they decided to go with Peter Parker, which is, I guess, fine. But if you want to make Miles Morales your primary Spider-Man these days, I don't think that was the best move to do for the movies. But I also know now that uh, Insomniac came out and said that their Spider-Man game it has nothing to do with those other games, so it's not going to be a shared universe. No, in fact, he's much older in the uh, Insomniac game. So I believe he's 
you know adult age rather than teenage spider-man so it's definitely outside that sort of movie universe range of any of the spider-man so far yeah which which i think is actually kind of sad um marvel has been so good with connecting everything Mm. Uh, uh well almost everything i don't think they're doing a good job connecting the netflix stuff with the with the cinematic universe but i think it would have been cool to have their games connected uh, you know from different developers um different publishers as well i think it would have been pretty cool but yeah uh, that that's that's what i think they're going for with the first game uh as far as montreal whatever they're working on i have no idea um, I think they're helping Crystal Dynamics with the uh, Avengers game as well. Also, they're not making their own because they announced three games, didn't they? Yeah, but they are collaborating on that one first, I think, and then they're doing separate games by the sound of it. So, okay, yeah. If if, if Montreal is doing some like their own Marvel game, I can't even imagine what it will be because you know Deus Ex is one thing. I don't see how their repertoire of what kind of games they make. I don't see any Marvel game that can really benefit that way. Uh, yeah, well, you say that. You've mentioned Black Widow. And it's like, it could well, work. Black Widow with Crystal Dynamics, I see. But... Yeah, I could, but, you know, if I just wanted to, I could see that. Uh, you know, the more espionage side of a Marvel universe, not maybe, not even just her. Like, it was my other sort of theory with the Avengers trailer that it's not her speaking, it's uh, Maria Hill being the new leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. As, a, as has been a comic thing in the past, so... That might be more like it. And that would fit into the enlisting a new Avengers as well. Yeah, right now I kind of see it as you have to have a type of game that can dethrone the Arkham games. Um, And I think the Black Widow one is the best way to go right now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's good. My only concern there would be going a bit too close to what there's safe territory for Crystal Dynamite. Why not have swap of characters of Hawkeye or Black Widow? Possible, entirely possible, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then you know that—that's. Uh... I mean, but who wants to be Hawkeye? But you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, Hawkeye is more suited than Black Widow if you think about it in terms yeah. of uh, crystal dynamics, the old bow and arrow stuff. So. Yeah, and he yeah, has all I... different yeah. augmented arrows he could use. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, I hope it's not—they're not playing it safe, um, yeah. because. Obviously, DC's playing it safe. They canceled the Suicide Squad game to go with the Damian Wayne Batman game. Yeah, which that that's way too safe for me. Um, you can yes, in another no, it's, it goes against what the average person will know. You know, so I mean, if you if they were going to play it super safe, they'd just they'd do a prequel game or a that sort of thing, you know, and keep it within that universe they already had established. For, oh, yeah, they you know, could keep making Batman games either way. Alternate universe version of Arkham or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, so, I don't know, I mean, there could be many games, as we know, coming out of this, and Disney are being smart about this with the properties now, and giving out their game and licenses to different big publishers, not Activision. And... <laughs> <laughs> Taking that away from Activision. Yeah, Who is exactly. Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Is it Capcom? Yeah. Or yeah. Infinite, Infinity? Okay. I think Capcom slash Disney with that one. So. And see, the thing also that people should know is the reason I don't think Hulk and Thor are going to be in their games is as far as I remember right now, Sega still owns the rights to those characters. Mm. But games. So. saying that, no one mentioned anything about Activision not having some of the licenses they've lost. Yeah. So, I mean, they had Spider-Man and all of a sudden Insomniac are doing a Spider-Man game. Is that okay? Yeah. No, no, like as, as far as I still know. Yeah. They still have it. I don't know. I mean, that, that's why you don't have, I don't think you can discount any of it. And remember Activision had the X-Men stuff as well. So they could have that off them. All I know is now that, uh, Dis- uh what's your name? Square Enix has, uh, Marvel. I do hope that that means we might see Star Wars in this in Kingdom Hearts. That'd be amazing. Or right. the cloud uh, fight the Emperor. I think if you wanted to get the the ultimate internet meta joke, it would be Kingdom Hearts meets you know it would be Final Fantasy meets Star Wars meets Deadpool. That would be it. That would win. <laughs> no, I, th- I think they're going to keep the Star Wars away from from those. I think they, Disney wants to keep Star Wars a separate thing. Yeah. Again, they're they're being pretty sensible what they're doing you know you can say many things about disney but they're 
handling that side of things well. But, but chippy Darth Vader would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the heart is strong with this one. If they can make Darth Vader awesome, not like he is in the movies where he sucks, in my opinion. I thought he's he was, such. A I, haven't seen, com- I haven't seen the new one, but I heard he was really awesome in that. Yeah, he had one awesome scene in it. That, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and a scene in a bath. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> they always make him out so powerful, and I never see how powerful he is ever until I read his comic, and I was like, damn, that's the Darth Vader I want to see in the movies. To be fair, man with no legs. So. And barely any arms. And he's crispy. Well, Darth Maul doesn't have real legs, and he's still a badass. Yeah, he was a badass bef- mostly before he had his legs and his entire <laughs> bottom up, his body chopped off. Yeah. Then he became a spider thing. Yeah, spider thing. <laughs> Look at us branching off away from the uh, subject matter Darth there. Maul is the new Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway, talking of um, Final Fantasy characters as we were, um, and Square, uh, because as I said, we never talk about Square on this podcast. And I mean, this is the first time I've heard of him. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> um, the uh, 30th anniversary stuff is uh, kicking into gear, isn't it? And uh, yeah. our very own Zachary Lyons has done a uh, predictions article this week of what you know what we could get for this anniversary. Which, of course, we could hear more on Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, well, the trophies, of course, leaked for uh, yeah. Final Fantasy XII. There's a cage that could be coming soon. Um, and then a bunch of other stuff like Mobius and Dissidia. Can I, can I, is it Dissidia? Dissidia, I think. Dissidia there you go. Look at me. I, uh, I more, don't know, though, because, yeah. yeah. And probably ports of the, um, of the Final Fantasy game. But, Ben, you, uh, we'll say this right now. It is just rumoured stuff. Nothing yeah. we can personally vouch for. But you've heard some things that, that could be coming. There's a rumour that Final Fantasy 1 to 9 will be announced for the PS4. They can't confirm it is this is the Crystal Collection that was rumoured or if it's just some sort of mini collection. Uh, Fantasy 12 HD release date will probably be February 17th. Uh, there'll be possibly two re- new remake trailers. Uh, one will show Tifa and Aerith and a glimpse of Sephiroth when the second one will explain the battle system in detail. Uh, two new mobile games which I think one of them might not be a game. I think they'll finally release the Fantasy fourteen app they've been talking about. And mm. supposedly more stuff on DLC roadmap for 15. So, yeah. yeah. Again, take this all with a pinch of salt. Yeah, I mean, there, there are so many things they could do with it. I mean, yeah. and it's not like they never have, you know, uh, done everything they can to milk the franchise for what it's worth. So, yeah, it's, it, good times any you know, to do that. I mean, Final Fantasy Thirteen will probably get a, a re-release in it, yeah. some with its uh, sort of sequels. Um, hey, I liked Thirteen Two more than Thirteen. Well, I, I, as a person who <laughs> pretty much went all the way up to ten and really didn't play again until last year, that's yeah, like Thirteen is nothing for me. All I remember hearing is it's pretty much the opposite way around of uh, Fifteen in terms of yeah, it is. Pacing playing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, uh, but nah, 32 I liked. It was a bit too linear, but I liked the Pokemon aspect of it because I like Pokemon. Um, yeah. I expect a demo of 7 to be announced sometime, I think, as well. But I think so. It's got to come with something big as well, yeah. I think. Because, yeah, Square likes to do that with a lot of things, but... Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Perhaps the uh, collection has that as a, a meaty incentive. I just hope that they don't announce the collection for like June because I'm already spending 180 pounds on Fantasy 14. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Birdie. laughs> uh, uh, Oh, the collection's might... in June. It's also 250 pounds. Okay then. <laughs> okay. That's me eating beans for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, which foot do you want? <laughs> I'll have to go to the gym more. <laughs> get some clothes that can handle the oil. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, so that's cool. So we've covered our two sort of interesting, non-usual topics there. Um, 
I suppose we're going to get games we played this week, which I will say this this week, I am not joking, I haven't played that much because one game has pretty much dominated my week. Um, ben, is it the same for you as ever? Um, I've played a bit of Paladins. Okay, uh, that's uh, an Overwatch-style game, is it? Is yeah, it's a free-to-play Overwatch-style game by Hyro Studios. And how's that been? It's free-to-play version of Overwatch. If you like Overwatch, you're going to like Paladins. The only thing well, better is that you don't have to pay for Paladins. There you go. But it's in close beta, <laughs> so... But uh, yes, as, yeah. as we know, Overwatch and its uh, fan base are a precious bunch at the best yeah. of times. So it's uh, the suggestion that anything could be like it is, uh, of course, taken I don't away. care, come up with brass. <laughs> <laughs> He's got nipple tassels. <laughs> Uh, cool, but uh, otherwise the usual suspects, I'd imagine. Yeah, Fantasy fourteen, Warframe. Yep, yeah, usual stuff. So you, so you know, we spent the first twenty odd minutes of the podcast talking about Square Enix stuff again. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but then they just happened to like all of their stuff. Um, well, that, right. they've, they've had a lot of stuff because it's the anniversary. Yeah. That's it. Uh, well, yes, that, but also the fact that on any given week, I'm either talking about Hitman or you're talking about Final Fantasy. So it's... <laughs> the Square Enix cast. Yeah, Square Enix cartel. Uh, 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 I can be quiet now for the rest of the podcast. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, while Ben takes a 45-minute break while we talk about why Roman Reigns shouldn't win the Royal Rumble... Um, <laughs> Well, thankfully, he's not in it. <laughs> no, no, but he still shouldn't win at the uh, title match. It's, uh, oh, yeah. But anyway, we'll get into that, I'm sure. But, um, Gary, uh, I don't no. really need to ask you what we've been playing this week because there's a very obvious one we've both been playing this week that we were hoping Mr. Michael Apparence was here this week because, you know, he's gone on about it a lot when he has been on. You know, it's, I don't course, think he's finished it. You know what? He hasn't finished it. That's why he doesn't want to be on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and there was me. <laughs> There's me straining to finish it by last night so that we could all talk about it today. And it's, like, it's only two, there's only two of us here to talk about it. And Ben's going to die of <laughs> despair. It's, uh, yeah, so... Wait, stop. Been... You've played what? Mind Jack this week. That was last week. Hey, okay. That was a good game. You get to fight with a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> or a gorilla, sorry. <laughs> Which, to be fair, is Mario. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's fantastic. Okay, so yes, Resi 7 came out this week, um, reviewed quite well the week before. Uh, we gave it 8.5, I believe, yes. Uh, yes. Like our, our veritable John Paul Jones said, uh, and his words on it were basically that, you know, it's it's a very good survival horror game, very reminiscent of recent years of the past, whilst being quite fresh and new, but felt the uh, final third dropped it a bit from being, you know, a classic into just merely, yeah, a very good game. Um, I tend to agree. Personally, I think it it starts remarkably well. I mean, and if not, it's not very resi to begin with. It, it shows its horror influences. As we've said, it's, there's a, very much an Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw sort of vibe to it. And that... There's parts of that, and especially the uh, Evil Dead remake, I think there's a lot of that good and bad that comes into the entire game's structure. Uh, that, uh, you know, in the same way that it's very visceral, very violent, and you know, all that sort of stuff. But uh, I think the campness, and in, this works with both uh, Evil Dead and Resident Evil, the campness of the originals doesn't translate very well into a more serious tone and when you get some of the more ludicrous things happen near the end of Resident Evil 7 and Evil Dead Remake it's sort of just leaves you shaking here going why? No, that doesn't quite fit when you're trying to do something that's absurd with something that's graphically violent and it's just, it, yeah, you do, you, that's where you get the uh, the bounce off if you will for me um, but yeah, the design of the house, the plantation mansion is just mm, brilliant. It, it's very much a throwback to 
the old school sort of ready game design and even the first person perspective and the way the aiming handles and stuff, he's very much, again, Resident Evil in the past, but for a new generation. And I like all that. And I probably wasn't as down on the final third as JP was because I expected it. You know, it's a Resident Evil game. You know the basic beats that a Resident Evil game should go through, which is sort of normal, sort of normal with some weird stuff, preposterous, and then cliffhanger ending of some kind with you know, the usual oh this thing's going to happen you better get this thing done in time and yeah yeah it's great so Gary you how do you feel I also have to agree um, I thought it was a fantastic game actually I probably would have scored it even higher than JP did uh, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I would have given it a 9 to be honest, yeah, I would have given it a 9 as well um I, I do love that it, it's gone back to more of the horror roots. Um, I think they did a great job establishing um, kind of this character who who's not a Chris Redfield or a Leon who can't really defend himself as well as they can. Mm. Um, and, and and you feel that with the character. Right? You know when you're walking around, you're aiming with your gun, he's moving incredibly slow when he's aiming with his gun, you know. Um, yeah, which I, is I that. It's definitely that extension of the old Resi style, in, in a way, to have that st- not quite stop and shoot, but slowing down and having to, to measure your shots. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like I mentioned uh, in Psych to you and, and everybody else, I feel like it easily could have been a non-Resident Evil game. Um, the Resident Evil aspect of it, um, I think, personally, my opinion on it is... Resident Evil is what they use to sell the game. Um, kind of a, uh, the title of it and the franchise. Um, I, I think that this is why this was a Resident Evil 7 game. Uh, I still think it could have been a Resident Evil game, but I don't think it should have been a core Resident Evil game. Because, in my opinion, it didn't do enough to establish it as a part of the franchise as a as the main core storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt more like a Resident Evil Revelations type of game to me, where it was a side story. Um, of course, we don't know what the future plans are, so I can't really say how much this ties into the franchise. Um, but I, I think this game could have easily been established as either a reboot or um, a side story to Resident Evil. Um I think it's more of a refresh, if anything. It's trying to keep some of what Resident Evil was whilst going in a new direction, having those touchstones towards the old games without relying on them too much that you end up dragging yourself down the same old boulder-punching path again. So which they can start the whole... I mean, if you think back personally, I mean, for me, uh, again, it's just difficult. We will probably do a spoiler cast, we said, on this because there's stuff to talk about that is really not easy to talk about in a non-spoilery way. But uh, there are just parts of it, especially towards the end, that just made me think, yeah, I mean, Christ, this is more Resident Evil than for me than, say, a Revelations or even 6 or 5 were in, in terms of the structure. It is more of a... It's so classic. And it's... I mean, so much of the Resident Evil 1 to 3, you know, oh, look at this deep, vast conspiracy that's hiding behind a very normal place. And it's great in that regard. And there were aspects where I was concerned about where it could be going, and it didn't go there, thankfully, and kept it, I'd like to say grounded, but, you know, as grounded as it can be. You know, I was, the biohazard side was kept up, you know, instead of being something completely different and name meaning nothing, which is a relief for me. And... Yeah, go on. I, I was kind of on the opposite end of the big revelations in the game. Um, I felt like I, I really was hoping that the, the the big reveals and stuff were going to be more on the Risen Evil level, whereas I think they went more towards... Like you said, it's really hard to talk about without spoiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but yeah, I know what you mean. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say as long as you know what I mean. But yeah, I mean, and I think anyone who's played it that is listening will probably know what you mean as well. To be honest, it's. Yeah, I just felt it, it went away from the big villain, like the massive villain of Resident Evil, and that's um, bioweapons and viruses. What? Again, that's how it this is so. This is so tricky. Isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think. It's again by being a refresh and also evolving the idea of what was it works in a new way and I think it's a new direction and so they have to sort of change things up. It's hard. To, oh God, this is hard. It, honest to God, trying to say any of this without making it sound like hot garbage is just <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just say Resident Evil Seven commits a lot of familiar sins and it's and you know good and good there are good parts in that regard as well but it's so while i don't agree that the the end points were bad enough to warrant dropping the, the score significantly i would still say that yeah they they looked like they were going in one direction again where i were cropping i would have been annoyed if it had been that because as I said to Gary at the time, I I seen uh, where he was in the game ahead of me on PSN and I have raised spoiling games for you. Yeah. <laughs> FYI Capcom, if, if you're gonna have a game that you're trying to keep spoilers out of, maybe don't put the location of where people are in the game. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, in the PSN stand. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Yeah. So I don't know, and maybe that sort of disheartened me then when what I started thinking was going to be the case didn't turn out to be the case. But at the same time then, I sort of turned around in my head and thought, well, it, it still kind of does have that same fit to the... I mean, it still has links to the franchise. Because remarkably so. You know, when I, again, anyone knowing what I'm talking about outside of here will get what I mean when I say that the place that I saw Gary go isn't the place I thought it was, but it's something that does show up fairly consistently in Resident Evil games. But then, no, not almost as many times as Mansion. You know. A Jill sandwich? <laughs> a Jill sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, there's lots of questions to be answered. I think the DLC is going to be answering those questions, and I think maybe they've dealt with I think they've dealt with the DLC more right here. The yeah, stuff we'll see been... what they do with the DLC because I personally feel that there's some pretty major potholes in the story. Oh, um, and I really do hope that they address those. One of them happens very early on in the game. At least for me, it was a big plot hole. Um, it's what happens to 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 the character that you're playing um, and how he's able to recover from it. I was like, wait a minute, how does that possible? Well, I. I tell you what, we did a spoiler cast. Something happened in my game that was different to uh, JP's that kind of explained it. And it's oh, like, okay. Nice. So, yeah. So it's because it was a similar moment that kind of repeated that moment because I got caught by, again, I'm not saying much here, but Baker caught me in a bit where I probably shouldn't have been caught because they're not really supposed to be. You're supposed to avoid and escape to the area. And yeah, I got caught and he did something. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was really absurd. I'll tell you about it afterwards. Put, just... put, point on the door where he touched you. What's that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think we won't talk too much more because there's, as I said, we're just talking ourselves in circles. And um, I will say, the Bakers are great. You know, I think it's, the villain count isn't very varied beyond that, and the molded are a bit. Mm, we couldn't think of what to replace zombies with, so we did went with things that are not zombies, but sort of zombies. So, yeah, but you know, Jack it's tentacle monsters. That's all they are. They're tentacle monsters. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the best way to describe the molded is the enemies you fight in the first Resident Evil Revelations on, on the stupid ship, the liquid. Yeah, very stuff. much. It's exactly the same enemy. It just looks different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is again that you can. Yeah, well, again, I try to avoid not saying things. There. Um, yeah, so that, that was cool. But yeah, I, as much as 
you know, Jack Baker will get a lot of the plaudits in terms of enemy style. I, I don't know. I thought Marguerite's stuff was just absolutely nuts. I just got such a strange thrill out of this you know, middle-aged, this middle-aged old woman who's just got a mouth like a drunk sailor. You know, just it was. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. of the stuff she said, some of the stuff she did was just like, that's mad, disgusting, can't believe it. And it was, yeah, entertaining, but very short-lived, sadly. And I know, the Lucas stuff was different, that's what I thought, at least it didn't go the same route for a third time, you know, and they went with it a bit different, but it felt unresolved on that one. Yeah, I think a lot of it felt a little unresolved. Yeah, but then I I think, as we said, the, the DLC stuff's probably going to cover some of that. Rightly and, or wrongly, and that's the thing that I'm kind of upset about personally. Mm. Is I hate it when things in the main game are left the way they are, just so they can be addressed in DLC that you have to pay for. True, I, but then when we discussed that yesterday, we were talking about that, and I thought afterwards, okay, but then you think of the early resis, and there was like gaps were filled in by books and and. You know, wiki pages and stuff for stuff that was never mentioned in the game. So I don't know. DLC is just like the new way of filling out a universe for money. So if you will, yeah, I'd rather that than you know than literally cut stuff out of the game because it doesn't. The game pace feels perfect to me. I don't think it needed any more. If they had any more of the stuff like in the final third, I think that would have killed. Definitely killed the score down. No matter how good the quality of it was. I think it would have just chopped and changed too much to go to other people's stories. And yeah, I, I mean, certainly the first bit DLC that's coming couldn't have been done. I don't think without uh, sort of negating everything that happens. So it, it would have diluted that. End the first point. DLC is this Tuesday, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so yeah, Great. that's, so. yeah. I said, don't, go searching that DLC out unless you have uh, played the game, I would say. And that's another thing. It's like, the DLC's coming out two weeks after the game comes out. Well, a week. A week, yeah. A week. And you're telling me that it wasn't cut from the final game so you can charge for it? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to suggest that there wasn't a cynicism behind that, but like I said, <laughs> at the same time, I think that they wanted to tell that bit of the story, but I think it would have ruined the way they were telling their story to have it in the game. So... Because how do you get to that point with that character without ruining the end of that game? So, so yeah, yeah. So it was a tricky one. I think you know it, it is a fantastic game. I recommend it to everybody. Um, yeah, I think you know, Alien Isolation is probably the best example I've had of that kind of horror game this this generation. But I think Resi Seven outdoes it easily, just in terms of the, it's lighter in terms of uh, you know playtime it cuts those stupid few hours that you know alien isolation definitely tacked on for the hell of it and doesn't overcompensate even when it does change direction slightly it doesn't do it for long it doesn't doesn't keep you in stupid situations for too long like, you know the usual tropes you get in those sort of games like oh here's a bit where you've got to do things without yes the skills and equipment you have and like that but and in some games that would drag on forever like a certain game that came out at the end of last year it, there's a whole section that uh that notoriously uh annoyed a lot of people for not having your weaponry and having to endure corridor after corridor of enemies but uh at least in resi 7's version of it it's short and sweet when they do it so and to be honest actually one of those sections is a, a pretty cool section it, uh, in the house, I'd say, which is, uh, comes around the Lucas sort of area of the game. But yeah, it's fantastic. And I think as much as we said we won't talk much about it, we've talked about it for about 15 minutes. So let's uh, <laughs> move on. <laughs> um, keeping it on a horror theme, while I'm just mentioning, I've been playing just before that um, and a bit after a game called Subterrain, which is like a top-down survival horror. Uh, set on a Mars prison colony where you've... Yes, I was looking into that. How is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's surprisingly good. I mean, it's like, soundtrack's a bit repetitive. It's very, you know, industrial thumping noises and very event horizon, if you will. And 
I like it. It's yeah, the pacing is very slow burn. It's like there is stuff, you know, you've got to manage not only your health, your health and things like that, but you know, the the way the place works, you know, the oxygen and the temperature and all the while an infestation of some kind is slowly building around the entire place and basically the longer you leave things the, the worse it gets and places become harder to get into and uh, it's it's yeah great atmosphere to it and doesn't explain a lot to begin with but it you certainly start getting a, a feel for things and yes yeah, some genuinely creepy atmosphere to it at times that's commendable you know and the the, the management side of thing which you know a lot of survival horror of the modern age is very much based on survival games rather than the horror in terms of oh you must you know manage every single iota of everything and do that and i mean yeah you have to go to the toilet which is and you have to go to the toilet in a toilet <laughs> yeah. yeah yes yeah. so which is, yeah. yeah which is the most realistic game i've ever heard about you have to go to the bathroom when you yeah, drink and yeah, eat. Yeah, that's it. You drink and eat, you go have to go to the bathroom, which is cool. And it works quite well, that dynamic. I mean, it could have been a really ridiculous thing, but it, it fits into the uh, sort of way they do things. And, no, it takes a while for the uh, infestation to sort of build up as well. And so you, you don't see a lot for a, long, a lot of the time. It's just a sense of it could get worse. You, anything could change your situation in a heartbeat. You know, stuff could fail. You could run out of a certain amount of. You know, if you need oxygen canisters, that means you're only gonna have a short time to go into a new area and explore. It's, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, you can play it in permadeath as well. So you know, you can do a one run, and if you die, that's it. And I think that it quite well suited to that as well. And so, so yeah, again, it was a nice little appetite to. Resident Evil 7, to be honest, to play something that relied on survival horror tropes whilst sort of adding more modern survival game tropes to it as well. And the top-down thing works pretty well in its favour as well. It's a good way of getting around the whole design. So I think first-person survival horrors, unless you've got some budget, they're not going to look great. And I think it takes away from it a bit. So to have it top-down and simplified a bit... It's just, yeah, it, it's a nice way of doing things. I've been pleasantly surprised with it so far. So I said, because I got poked in the eye this week, <laughs> I haven't played as much of it as I wanted. But, yeah, I have that and another game, which I can't talk about, Embargo, to do. And, yeah, it's yeah, good, a good week for survival horror, it has been for me. Anything else for you, Gary, this week? Um, yeah, I'm playing a game I wish I could talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I can't. Um, but it's absolutely amazing. Um, stay tuned for that soon, very soon. I think um, next week we'll be able to talk about it. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, I will be next week. Um, oh. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm also playing uh, Dragon Quest Eight: Journey of the Cursed King on my 3DS. Woohoo! Ah, Dragon Quest Eight, the game. Yes. My favorite Dragon Quest, uh, released yeah. on a 3DS, originally came out on a PS2 uh, 12 years ago, I think now. Um, a lot older Is game it? than I thought it was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, very good port. Very good port. Um, they kept all the voiceovers in, which I was really surprised, um, because they removed them from the from the mobile version. Yeah. Um, the voiceovers are in. They added two extra characters you can play with uh, from the story mode. Um, uh, now I know why it seems like it was long. It wasn't actually longer for us. Um, you got it in 2005, and we got it in 2006 over here. I was trying to think because I, I remember specifically playing Dragon Quest Eight on the PS2 when I was with my then girlfriend moved into a, a flat for like a few months, and like, and I remember that being one of the games I played. And it's like. To uh, to avoid the misery that was that relationship at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, yeah, maybe maybe that influenced my love of it. But it was a uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's still great. Uh, they added the monsters on the map now, so it's not random encounters anymore. Oh, cool. Um, so that's really cool. Um, 
the 3D stuff for the 3DS is really stupid, though. Like, the game itself is not in 3D. But when you go into the menus to, like, look at your characters and equip them with new weapons and stuff, that's in 3D. Okay. (laughs) I'm surprised anyone still uses 3D. Hey, (laughs) it's still more 3D than the new Pokemons. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what's going on with 3D. Yeah, like, that doesn't... Final Fantasy Explorers doesn't have 3D. Um... God, Dragon Ball Fusions doesn't have 3D. It's all so weird why some yeah. games don't use 3D and some do. I mean... I guess it's because now they've got the 2DS, models. they're not forced anymore. Ah, uh, yes. But if, if Xenoblade Chronicles can run the whole game in 3D, I'm sure these games can do it too. Um, yeah, yeah, I just think... Chronicles, you need a new 3DS, don't you? To play it. Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they promised me all these games, and literally there's only three games that used the new 3DS. They lied yeah. to me. Something uh, Microsoft should uh, make sure they listen to next year. <laughs> it's three more than the exclusive Microsoft <laughs> this year. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, those are those are the primary games I played. Uh, Resident Evil, the one I really, really, really want to talk about. <laughs> and And... Was. Yeah, I'm intrigued to talk about that other game that you can't talk about next week because it's uh, as much as I don't like that kind of game at the minute. Um, the, you know, the setup of it is very intriguing. So yes, yeah, so we we shall have fun talking about that next week. You know, what? I can't yes. wait to find out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, I'd say you've got neo chance of hearing what it is. Okay. I wish I got to play the For Honor beta. I was hey, really I looking. I gave a code it. away. No, I have a code okay. and I used the code. And literally two hours after I used the code, I got info that I will be getting this game. I can't talk about, and <laughs> that went out the window. <laughs> the plans for For Honor went out the window. Let's <laughs> pull For Honor. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, not that bad game that's coming out. Oof. Did I say it that? That bad game. <laughs> I like the beta, so... Well, the last beta, at least. Uh, so, yeah, I was quite pleased not to play shit games this week, to be honest. It was like... <laughs> maybe I was extra spoiled where Resident 7 came in, because it's like, ah, <laughs> this game doesn't have porn actresses. <laughs> well, then I don't want Resident Evil 7, then. I mean, it's no Planet 2000. It was such a contrast, I think, to last week where I played that uh, Sylvia game, which was a first-person horror, and then playing Resident Evil 7, it's just like, it, honest, not even apples and oranges, it's like platypuses and oranges, you know, it's <laughs> completely different things. Uh, um, I also see now that uh, the split console exclusivity is alive and well again with Tekken 7. Oh, because oh, Players are the worst for that. Yeah, well, well, if you have if you buy Tekken Seven on the Xbox One, you get Tekken Six for free as backwards compatibility. Yeah, it's understandable in a way. Yeah, if you buy the PS4 version, you get um, costumes and soundtracks from Tekken Two and I think Tekken Three. They said for the character. Sorry, that that sounds like a bad deal for. Yeah, the I'm PS4. gonna say we win then. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, Xbox. Here you go. Have a game that's. Supposed to be inferior to the one you just got and bought. It's like, yeah, well, that, that's the thing. It's like, why would you give them a game from the previous version when they just bought the new version? That's like when they bundled Watch Dogs with Watch Dogs 2. It's yeah. just like, what's the point? Like, See, at least with South Park, the stick of truth, if you buy the digital version, you get the previous one now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's like, it's like I go in and I buy uh, Street Fighter 4 ultimate maximum edition and they give me the original street fighter 4 for free <laughs> uh, thanks but to be fair uh, though i was i was expecting you to say they give you street fighter 2 for free then i realized no they wouldn't because they charge 60 dollars for it oh switch <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i also saw the statue for, did you guys see the statue for the taken seven collectors edition no uh, yeah. that is probably the most dangerous statue i've ever seen i don't even know how that thing is standing upright uh <laughs> It pretty much has Hayachi oh, yeah, walking a flying super kick from Kazuya, and Kazuya is not even supported by anything. He's just hanging out in the air. <laughs> just like, how is that even standing? Shouldn't that be tipping to the side by now? 
Yeah, I mean, that thing is going to break for sure if it's on the stand. Like any touch, and that thing is coming down. Too right. Too right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who designed the statue? It makes no sense. Physics says that that thing should not be standing. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that. Just wanted to say that. Yeah, so, a brief interlude for us here, Gary, just before. So Ben can have his little sleep, or and people at home if they don't want to talk about wrestling. Um, we're going to do our rumble predictions just because, and I'm sure people might complain and say, "What are you talking about wrestling for?" So because you know it's wrestling. It's, it's fine. I've loaded Dokken Battle up on my phone, playing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking of which, uh, as rest- hey, I'll tie this in and make this relevant. I've been playing that uh, WWE Champions game on mobile this week. So. Which is basically a match free game with like RPG elements. <laughs> How was that? Yeah, it's alright. It's like you basically collect wrestlers and stuff. So and I think I remember Dane used to stuff. talk about that. No, it's like came out like this week. Uh, well Dane talked about the, the card game. Oh yeah. that's it. Supercard, yeah. This is a yeah, basically it's a match free game where you not much like the Marvel one where you just pick a roster of characters to fight other characters and you can upgrade them and Things like that, so quite cool in that regard. Uh, yeah, nothing revolutionary. Uh, revolution. I don't fucking speak today. Um, words. Yeah, words. It's nothing. Words. <laughs> it's an interesting game. And so, as we're talking about uh, a wrestling game, uh, let's talk about actual wrestling. <laughs> See, there you go. It worked. Um, <laughs> so yeah, go on, Gary. We're going to do predictions. And you know what, Ben? You can. Make your own predictions just for fun. I, I don't know any of the wrestlers, so... Oh, that's fine, I'll tell you them. And you can just pick, apart from the rumble, and you can just guess. <laughs> okay, that sounds fun. Okay, so, start then. Gary, kick-off matches. Sasha Banks against Nia Jax. Sasha Banks. I'll say Nia Jax. And Ben. Sasha Banks brings it to the bank. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Raw Tag Team Champions, Cesaro and Sheamus, will face off against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Um, I see Cesaro and Sheamus winning, to be honest. What about you, Gary? I, I see Gallows and Anderson. Okay. And they, they deserve those titles, finally. Yeah, Ben? Anderson reminds me of The Matrix, so he's going to win. <laughs> Brilliant. Um the final kickoff match is Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi against Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalia. Um, I see the heel team winning here, so Alexa and that bunch will uh, win. Um, Gary, um, I see the faces winning this one. And Ben, who has no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> the one with the healer wins because healing can be overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We'll stick with her. I like that. He um, said heels. So, yes, heel as in like bad guy in this case. But, oh, okay, uh, I thought you meant healer. Quite <laughs> the opposite. They hurt. They don't heal. Anyway, um, cruiserweight championship. Uh, Rich Swan against Neville. It's going to be Neville. Let's be honest. His name's Neville for a start, and that's just brilliant. And. Yeah. I agree. Uh, the cruiserweight title doesn't stay on one person very long, so and they need, um, good, they need a good heel, yeah, a good heel for people to chase. I think in that one, so that's fine. And I ben. do think Brian Kendrick was a good heel, but just not good enough. Not Neville yeah. good. Go uh, on, Ben. Uh, Neville wins because he appears in the Harry Potter game, Harry Potter movies. He's definitely <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, the Raw Women's Championship: uh, Charlotte Flair against Bailey. Um, I think Charlotte still wins. I think Bailey's ready. Yeah, I agree. I think Bailey will win it at WrestleMania. Yeah, and Ben. Um, I know someone called Charlotte, so Charlotte wins. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be interested, interested to see how accurate Ben is now. After all. Ben, ben is gonna know everything 100. <laughs> percent next week. Talk wrestling. Go to the betting odds right away. <laughs> Um, the WWE Universal Championship with Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns with Chris Jericho suspended above the ring in a shark cage. I just wanted to add that so Ben can go, what? <laughs> I heard half those words. <laughs> so yes, Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns, no disqualification with Chris Jericho suspended above the ring in a shark cage. Because. 
So they can't cheat, I'm guessing. Um, I think Kevin Owens will still keep it for another pay-per-view. Karen? Uh, I, I think Kevin Owens keeps it up till WrestleMania. And Ben? Isn't Jericho a horror game? Yes, but he, he's not important <laughs> to the match. <laughs> so who are the people fighting? Kevin Owens or Roman Reigns? Um, um, the guy with the Reigns reigns it in. There you go. Reigns brings it in. <laughs> right, you might know the next one. At least one of the people. Um, WWE Championship match. AJ Styles against John Cena. Um, I think Cena's winning. To us, Gary? Um, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. <laughs> I think he is winning. And Ben. I thought this was supposed to be a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Just fighting some guy from Atlanta. (laughs) Cena wins. Cena wins. Straight flush there. And the Royal Rumble. Gary. Yes. Who do you think will win Um, the Royal Rumble? Depending on what happens throughout the card. um, Based on your predictions. Just the one? Well, yeah, if based on the predictions you've made so far, who do you think is winning the Rumble then? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Um, I'm going to go wild card and say Sami Zayn. Because it sets up him against Kevin Owens. Um, and Ben, just guess any wrestler in the history of wrestling who might who is actually <laughs> still alive. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I want to see your indie tapes, Ben. <laughs> Um, Cena wins Cena wins somehow Cena (laughs) wins the title and then he goes I want to face myself at Wrestlemania so I'm going to go in at the Royal Rumble as well (laughs) I want to face the Raw title I'm going to have them both (laughs) that's what fans boycott the show that's it (laughs) and the brand split will be rendered (laughs) pointless Brilliant. Uh, see, uh, that, that was entirely worth doing. I think great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. At this point, I see I see AJ Styles facing Undertaker, if anything. Possibly. There's there's a lot more we can talk about, but we aren't a wrestling podcast, so we won't overdo it here. We are right now. Keep going. We are right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If we, if we did that, we would do that. Let's be honest. Um, we're just shaking things yeah. up. Make it a bit different, um, but we'll end with <laughs> a question: <clears throat> a game series that you wanted to love but can't. So I'll start here just by saying The Witcher, because I don't know. I like everything about it in terms of you know the setting, the characters, the the design, everything about it, especially with the third game. But no, Brick Wall, where I get to playing it, just it doesn't connect with me at all. And to a lesser extent, Bloodborne, which surprised me because that kind of gothic horror that that mixed almost a Devil May Cry-esque look to a Souls game should have been right up my street. But for some reason, no, just no, didn't do it for me and probably won't be excited to play one of those again next to Dark Souls 3 being a pain in the ass. So what about you guys? Ben, what's a series you want to love but can't? Um, I kind of want to love the Grand Theft Auto games, but I just can't. I something about the uh, I don't know something about the series that just bothers me. I don't know what it does, but you know, something intrigued you as well. Yeah. It bothers it, I enjoy the game. I enjoy the actual story, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the hugeness of some of the open worlds, especially uh, a lot of the ones that yeah, recent ones where it's been so sort of barren. I know there's a lot of stuff to do, but not like the old Grand Theft Auto games where you had like your gym, your cooking and all that lot. You know, it just feels to me, even though they've tried to make it populated, it just still doesn't feel alive. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, and Gary, what about you? Fallout. Um, <laughs> uh, I really want to like Fallout. I have bought every Fallout game I've played every Fallout game. Um, I never finished 4. It's the only Fallout game I never finished. But it's sad to me that I really want to enjoy it. And I really try to enjoy it. Because, like I said, I've bought all of them. Yeah. Um, 
I, I totally get yeah. where you're going from with that because three, uh, three, I bounced off four or five times in total before I actually stuck. And even then, it screwed me over, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, at the 60-hour mark where the game just became unplayable. And thankfully, I'd finished the main story by that point, but still. Yeah, and, and honestly, the saddest thing is the only one I could tolerate playing and actually enjoying to an extent was Fallout Tactics, which I think came out in 95. <laughs> 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 um, and yeah, unfortunately, I try. You can't say I don't try. I give them my money, and they don't satisfy me. Awesome. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, this, is, this <laughs> has been a very... Um, it's had a lot of connections to each other, especially from the start, with the whole stripper yeah, thing. It's almost like... It's had a theme. Yeah. And going back to the strippers, in GTA, <laughs> you can have sex with a hooker, give her the money, and then beat her up and take your money back. And that's why America is in the trouble it is. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> it's a legitimate business. How dare you? <laughs> hey, they need to be accompanied by their pimp, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Uh, dear. So, yeah, I think that uh, wraps us up for this week. That's uh, a nice, clean-cut podcast where we talked about all sorts of things. Most of it, not even about video games, which yeah. is making us more like most games podcasts these days, which then. Uh, websites i suppose and just branching out into other things um i'm sure next week we'll be talking about the ballet uh, oh my god we... oh my god I, 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 I was told we we're gonna be having uh, special operas yeah well you know we've got to transition slowly <laughs> we don't we wrestling then it's the ballet and i think i want to hear your opera singing right now ben go <laughs> I'll, I'll get i'll get one done for next week how's that sound okay. it better be the intro theme to our podcast <laughs> yeah, I, I agree on that one. I thought we wanted to keep our listeners. Well, you know, you've got to challenge them occasionally. <laughs> it's only fair. How much can they handle? <laughs> right, um, Ben, shouty outies. Uh, shout out yeah. to Evolve Mail, uh, aka Samus, aka your girlfriend's favourite streamer. A shout out to uh, uh, someone I've just recently followed on Twitch that I told I'd give him a shout out, so I'll quickly shout out someone else before I forget. A shout out to um, Phoenix Down Radio. A shout out to Klaus, of course, at Phoenix Down Radio. A shout out to everyone that's um, that's listening. And I'll remember this guy by the time we finish his shout out, so if you want to carry on. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Gary, what about you? Um, shout out to the listeners and to you guys for allowing me to be on the Thank podcast. You. All the time. Well, it's, it's, it's not even allowed at this point. You know, you, you're, <laughs> you're as much oh. a part of the furniture as us now. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my friends, um, especially those who hung out with me yesterday. I hate them all because we played <laughs> Mario Kart and they ruined my day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, let me just tell you, I was in first place. My friend gets a boo shell in fifth place. A boo oh, shell in fifth place. Oh, throws it at me. I get hit. As I recover, I get hit with a green shell. I recover from the green shell. I get hit by a red shell. I recover, drive like 10 feet, get hit by another green shell. From first to 10th is how I finished in less right. than 30 seconds. Those are my friends. <laughs> This is what they do to me. You wouldn't have it any other way, they say. Nope. Excellent. And I suppose, yeah, I will sort of mirror the thing of uh, people listening. Always great to have you listening. And I hope you continue to listen, even as we branch out into talking about more things. And we probably will just because, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's cheaper than doing six different podcasts, to be honest. Yeah, sounds good to me. Sounds good. I'm sure if anything pops out, we may do a separate podcast for stuff. But, you know, it's just like, it's January and there are big games out there. The one we wanted to talk about the most, we have to dance around a bit. So we'll probably do a spoiler cast on that in the coming weeks. uh, If we can get Mike Carradance to uh, commit to a 
uh, not a gym membership, but uh, <laughs> an actual. <laughs> but to being on the podcast, it's fun because I know he won't listen to this, but <laughs> we will tell him that we just. Uh, it's a shout to Rage Bar, by the way. I thought it was that. But I just wanted to make sure. And yeah, so I hope you will all join us again next week for the 153rd episode or slash could be spoiler cast or both. Don't know. Time is, you know, much like patience, a virtue. And well, it could also be, you know, our favorite uh, fan on as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all sorts of things can happen next week. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. I, I feel like I need to make sure I've got my alcohol intake ready for next week, especially if it comes to Resident <laughs> Evil talk. Because, yeah, the last time we talked about Resident Evil exclusively on a podcast, it was nearly four hours long. So, Hey, at I'm least sure. I can go to bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you didn't have to even show up. <laughs> hey, I have to show up because I have to record. Yeah, but you can just switch off. Mike no, can it, go do anything else. It records. It stops every 15 minutes unless I buy the thing. So, yeah. Oh God, we're torturing. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we shall see you next week. Uh, goodbye, guys. Hey, goodbye. Bye bye. Toodaloo. See you next week. See you guys next week.